0: Doing everybody, welcome to the Cajun Conservative Show, where I talk about life, talk about liberty, talk about the pursuit of happiness, and show the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Hope you're having a good day, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever wondered about the left? I i, I know you wondered about the left. Don't don't get me wrong. You are an intelligent audience uh, that 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 listens, and they I I know you're listening to be informed, but you're nine out of ten already informed on a lot of stuff already. But when I see stories what I'm about to talk about here, uh, when LGBTQ people, what is one of their, their arguments for all the, all the stuff that's going on? oh we're not respected oh we're not honored oh we're not looked at as a prominent, a, a, a pedestal of society or something of that nature they always say that they always say well the reason that we are you know we, we we're our activists are always out there and we're always trying to get the word out about our lifestyles or whatever Whatever the LGBTQ community goes ahead and pushes out there, they're, they're always, they're always saying, we want to be respected. We want to be, we want to be somebody that's looked up to, or, or something of that nature. But it's kind of funny about the LGBTQ community. And this is why I'm talking about the story I'm about to bring out here. When you have a community like the LGBTQ community, asking for respect you know you normally get respect by respecting others okay um now i know they don't hold to this teaching but the bible makes it clear do unto others as you have them do unto you now people on the left might say hold on isaac you're bringing that out you're saying do that but at the same time you as a christian look down upon these people i I don't look down on anybody i don't look down on anyone now their lifestyles i could disagree with and the reason i disagree with is because mostly faith base but at the same time i just i think it's in my humble opinion it's it's weird to see what these people are doing okay but at the same, but, but I, as a person, you know, if these people will come look, I, I always use this example. I have friends that are part of the LGBTQ community. I have family members that are part of the LGBTQ community. Do I agree with their lifestyle? No, I do not, but I still welcome them as family. Um, I, what, would they ask me to do something special because of their community? No, I will not. But at the same time, I respect them and. I, I can hear most of my audience. Oh, well, y'all don't respect them. Anyway, but it's kind of funny. The, the, the people that that say we want respect, we want honor, we want don't give it to people. Which leads me to my story right here. Well, on that note, you know, some in the LGBTQ community, not all, because you can't put everybody in the same lump. Like conservatives, you can't put all the conservatives all in one big lump and say we're all bad. But majority of these people that are part of the lgbtq community not all please that's a disclaimer they, a lot of them are not respectful they don't respect other people's beliefs they don't they don't respect anybody else's um thoughts or opinions because majority of these people that make the news it's my way or the highway And which leads me to this next story. And it's a big story that has been going on during the week. And it is this is from Breitbart. L.A. Catholic slammed Dodgers for honoring anti-Catholic bigots in drags. So what happened was uh, apparently the L.A. Dodgers, which is the baseball team in L.A., said said we're going to have a pride night. Now, this isn't uncommon for majority sports uh, to do this, like major sports. Especially in LA, ladies and gentlemen, California welcomes anything new under the sun, and of course, it is a left-leaning state, unfortunately. But majority of majority, uh, especially LA, they they accept anything, and especially the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a big, have a nice history around them of doing iconic stuff. And like I said, so this this isn't uncommon to do a Pride night, also in major sports. Remember, that the mo- a lot of times this makes news is because of an athlete saying, because of my Christian faith, I won't participate in Pride night. It happened in, in NHL. It happened, I think, in uh, MLB. It, it happened in a few areas in sports arenas. But for some reason, the Dodgers said, you know what? While we're honoring Pride on June 16th, We're going to go ahead and ask this certain group of drag queens. And it is the sisters of perpetual indulgence to come out and we're going to honor them with an award. Now, what is this group of drags? Well, it's men that's dressing as nuns. Now I am not a, I am not a Catholic. I have some, I have major differences with Roman Catholicism. Um, I am a non-denominational minister and a non-denominational Christian. I don't hold to no denominations. But these these men that are dressing up as nuns is very offensive to the Roman Catholics, especially the ones in L.A. And this started a stir because the L.A. Dodgers were were going to give them an award. Now the L.A. Catholics, the diocese. In the uh, the Orthodox, the Church, the Catholic Orthodox of La- uh, Los Angeles has denounced a decision by the LA Dodgers to award anti-Catholic sisters of potential uh, indulgence. Ladies and gentlemen, this is look. This started up a firestorm because uh, look, uh, look. I'm not Roman Catholic, but ladies and gentlemen, these are people that are asking for you know for for reconciliation. They're asking for to be looked up. in in the community and they're insulting a Christian denomination and just not, just not insulting it, you know, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's just a play on words. No, they're, they're literally, I got pictures of these drags that are standing in front of Catholic artifacts and acting like they're praying, they are mocking Christianity. But now, look, remember, I said at the beginning, these are the people that wants respect. Uh, all the, all the LGBTQ community wants is respect. That's all we hear. Oh, we just want to be like everybody else. We want you to accept our lifestyles and respect us as people and, and, and respect our opinions and respect our decisions. You live in America. You have a right to make certain opinions have certain opinions and make certain choices in life. I'm not against that. But these are the same people that are mocking a Christian denomination. Now I have thoughts on the Roman Catholic church. If you want go listen to brothers, just searching. We did a whole series on it, but ladies and gentlemen, these people that are, that are saying we want respect and that's all I'm getting right here and for the LA Dodgers to go ahead and say, Hey, we're going to go ahead and give them awards. Shows the, con- the condition of our nation. Our nation is drifting further and further away from God. And this incident shows it, this incident that, that, that you had, you have drags walking around in acting as nuns, ladies and gentlemen, th- this is very offensive to the church, not a like Roman Catholic church. It don't surprise me what they're doing because we know, as I said at the beginning and I possibly might get in trouble for it, but i said at the beginning, these people are not tolerant. They're not. These are the same people that, that go into state capitol buildings and cause ruckus and the media don't say nothing. But when you bring up January 6th, oh, conservatives are bad. The double standard is real. Where is the news articles? Now, this is causing up a stir because L.A. um, is starting to do damage. The L.A. Dodgers are starting to do damage controls. They uninvited them. Uh, That caused stir because the LGBTQ community is like, oh, you're not gonna honor them. Now they're saying, well, they can come, but we're not gonna award them. So they're trying to do damage control. Why? Because this is backlash. And look, I don't care what entity it is, okay? I know Christians that are diehard sports fans. Me personally, I'm not a Dodger fan. Go Astros, woo! Um, But ladies and gentlemen, it started to hit their pocketbook. People were starting to say, no, we're not gonna gonna be part of the Dodgers franchise or we're not gonna go to Dodgers games. And the the backlash throughout the country, because look, LA Dodgers are, are, are one of them organizations that you always see their logo. Look, okay, I live in the state of Louisiana. We don't have a major league team here. The closest team we have, well, we're right in the middle is either the Atlanta Braves or the Houston Astros. But you know how many people I see in Louisiana have the LA Dodgers hat on? I know people personally that are big LA Dodgers fans. And ladies and gentlemen, their, their logo is just not through their, their market. It's throughout the United States. That little LA on a, on a hat looks pretty good to a lot of people. But now that they're doing this and look, especially in Louisiana. Okay. We are heavily influenced with Roman Catholicism in this area, but ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this right here is, 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 is mind boggling. Now it's going to go to a point where I want to ask the question, how, how has any of these big corporations learned from Bud Light yet? Because, you know, we talk, and this has been going on for the last couple of weeks. As we get closer to drag, uh, to the Pride Month, you're starting to see, look, Target, we talked about Target, we talked about teachers already, we talked about men wearing lingerie, and how it was disgusting. We're getting Adidas now, making swimwear, and showing men in bathing suits, because they don't want to be non-binary, and we're saying, and it's like, what, uh, what company said, it's like all these major companies are getting together and saying, man, how can we do, I'll do this one and ruin our, our, uh, our logos or ruin our companies. Cause ladies and gentlemen, this is looking, this is, this, this right here should show sports. Hey, majority of our audience don't want this. Cause you know, I'm making a bold statement here, but majority of the people that drink Bud Light or used to drink Bud Light watches sports. Look, I don't drink. I've said that on the program already. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm a sports fan. I never, ever see a sports event without advertising Bud Light. Never. And majority in the South, for some reason, people like Bud Light. Ladies and gentlemen, LA, the Dodgers, doing this, they're, they're really poking at their fan base now. Yes, there is people that are not Christians that watch sports, but a lot of Christians watch sports. A lot of Christians buy the, the athletic wear. And look, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say this. I, I'm, I'm proud that this diocese or this, these people of, the, of LA, the LA Catholic Church is standing up and saying, no, this isn't right. They're mocking us. They're offending us. And look, it, it goes to another point as well, just thinking about it. It's funny how when everything offends the drag queens or the LGBTQ community, it is looked down on. It is frowned upon. It is said it's, it's not is not accepted in society. But they go ahead and dress like Catholic nuns and offend the church and everybody's defending the drag queens. What about the church's feelings? What about people of faith's feelings? Don't we, do we count? No, because you're a Christian and you're supposed to love your neighbor and not not tell us anything. It's the same thing with cancel culture, ladies and gentlemen. It's funny when, when when somebody on the right does something, it's they gotta be canceled, but when somebody on the left does something stupid, first one that comes to mind is Whoopi Goldberg when she made a statement and they suspended her for two weeks. Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't suspend her. They She went on vacation for two weeks are in this incident with Target. Christians say, well, they're promoting stuff that we disagree with, we're not gonna shop. Huh, I thought y'all weren't against cancer culture. But let let Hobby Lobby do something idiotic and stupid. They're gonna call for it to be canceled. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, the whole, talking about LGBTQ community, remember a while back, Chick-fil-A said, look, we, you know, we're not open on Sundays, we don't support the LGBT, the LG, L, uh, LGBTQ lifestyle. Too many letters to remember, just saying. Um, it was all over the news. Oh, you have to cancel Chick-fil-A cause they don't endorse the LGBTQ lifestyle. And it backfired on me, you know. I remember our local Chick-fil-A, you couldn't get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, see, see, the, see the double standard here? They can mock Christianity. They can go ahead and make fun of Christians. But don't dare offend them. Don't dare offend them or you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be canceled or you're going to be, you're going to be sued. Or you going to, something's going to happen to where you're going to, you, you're going to be looked down on. Oh, Isaac, how dare you say that? There's no proof of that. Really? Well, let's go ahead and go to Fox news where I found this story. And this is a couple of weeks old. But I think it, it, uh, well, the article was written April 30th. So about a month out, middle school student allegedly sent home for for refusing to change shirt. That says there are only two genders. (gasps) What a 12 year old student was allegedly sent home from school after he refused to change his t-shirt that said there are only two genders. Now they're in a lawsuit with the latest report from the Daily Wire. He was banned from his school. And look, you watch the story, I watched it on Fox and Friends. This little boy had his shirt on, went to school. He, he did it twice by the way, which is, he's gonna be a great conservative debater. Cause he had his shirt on that said, uh, there's only two genders and the next day he has, there's only, and he had a blackout spot that says censored on it and genders. Ladies and gentlemen, now they're in a lawsuit. They're suing because of free speech measures. But I would like to ask that school board, if that boy would have wore a rainbow shirt and said love for the LGBTQ community, what'd he what if, what if have gotten sent home? Now look, okay, it, it offended people. Well, look, we have a freedom of speech. I talked about that in the last episode, where you your your freedom of speech is not for your free speech, it's for the person that don't agree with you. And this boy walked into school, because he offended the LGBTQ community with air quotes. He was sent home. But you have people every day going to school wearing transgender shirts, which they have the right to do. They wear the transgender and the church is like, I'm offended about that. And the school's like, Oh nope, sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to we have to stand up for what we believe in. We have to stand up for what's right. This double standard in America needs to stop, but it won't stop. As long as we have the idiots in Washington that are running this country and we have the media pumping pride month and every left leaning agenda out there. Ladies and gentlemen, this was offensive to the, to the Catholics. I have my differences with the Roman Catholics. I do. I, I'm, I, I have not hidden that between nobody. But like I said, what if it was the Catholics making fun of the LGBTQ community? You would have it on MSNBC, CNN, you would have lawsuits all over the place. But because it is a, it's drag queens that we're, being, that we're gonna get honored at this Dodgers game. It's okay. It's okay. The Christians are just going to forgive us. Ladies and gentlemen, we should not, we should not forget this. This is what this country and look, just, just think about it. I'm I'm, I'm about to wrap up this first segment. This is the same community, the very same community that says they want to be respected. They want, they want their views heard. They want, they, 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 they want equal rights all across the board, but they don't respect christians beliefs or or somebody that 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 says that that begs the difference of what they believe do unto others as you have them do unto you of course they don't read the bible i wish they would because they need to get saved before they can go to heaven with that being said we're going to go ahead and take a short break we'll be right back in a few moments How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative, and I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in the Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337 852 8043 Remember, Hayes is Dump Drug Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show today. Um, Hillary Clinton made the news uh, and look I'm I'm surprised but I agree with her on what I'm about what she said hey please if you fell off your chair don't don't you know get back up sit down I'm not agreeing everything what she says but as as I always say a broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I don't even know if she's right once a day, but hey, you know. But Hillary Clinton <laughs> was talking about the upcoming presidential elections in 2024. And Hillary Clinton made this statement. um She weighed in on this is from Fox News. Uh, Hillary Clinton weighed in on a concern surrounding President Biden, saying it is a legitimate issue and people have the right to consider it. Clinton made under the radar comments on sa- Saturday at a Financial Times weekend festival. In Washington D.C., when questions about Biden stumbling at the G Summit, uh, G7 Summit, in Japan, um, there was a hard-stopping moment when he almost fell over, coming down the stairs. A day or two, Financial Times editor Edward Lentz said he didn't use a rail, and Jill wasn't there with him. Uh, every time that happens, your heart is in your mouth, is in your mouth because those things could be consequential. Is that a concern? He asked Hillary Clinton. Clinton's response, it is, excuse me. It's a concern for anyone. We have, we've had presidents who have fallen before who are a lot younger and people don't, uh, didn't go into uh, heart, uh, I can't say that big word, excuse me. Uh, But his age is an issue and people have every right to consider it, Clinton it but so ladies and gentlemen even hillary clinton uh, the leftist of the left says that biden's age age is an issue in the coming presidential election now people will say well hold on isaac you you what what you're trying to say our president is senile our president no i'm not saying that but come on this man's uh almost uh, he's, he's over 80 years old if he re if he wins re-election, I think it'd be 84. So he's around 82, 83 years old. And you, you have, you have to hack that. Is- Look, it's the same issue. Now I know Trump's a, a, a smarter than Biden, but it's the same issue I have with Donald Trump. One of my many issues I have with Donald Trump running in 2024, his age. If Donald Trump wins election in 2024, he'll be uh, 79, 80 years old. We will be in the same boat that we're in right now concerning age. Now, I can hear a lot of Trump support us, and I love your guys. Oh, Isaac, what are you trying to say? Trump is seen out? No, I'm not trying to say that whatsoever. I'm just saying we have Republicans going all over the media right now saying that we should stop the running age for a president at 80 years old, but we our next nominee might be 80 years old. It's just a concern you have. Now, you can look at the 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 tests they take and all, you know, the mental tests. I can understand all that. Now, I didn't even know he stumbled at G7. That's something that slipped the, slipped through the cracks. But ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the first time he has stumbled. This isn't the first time he misspoke on things. Now, look, don't get me wrong. I misspeak a lot. But it's not because I don't know what I'm saying. It's just I talk too fast. And that's something I have to learn as a broadcaster to, hey, chill down a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, for Hillary Clinton to say that, there's an issue. Now, there's there's a two-fold right here. It could be, just a thought, it could be that they're trying to set somebody else up to run in Joe Biden's spot. We know it's already not Robert F. Kennedy and the other Democrat candidate. They 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 disavowed them completely. Um there's some in the community that we're in that thinks that they're they're trying to possibly put michelle obama in there or michelle obama's in the bullpen just in case so we're gonna have to see but yeah ladies and gentlemen hillary clinton says that it it is a legitimate issue people have every right to consider that now you see the media won't like what she said now they, they don't come against hillary clinton but they won't like what she said because remember the media is running around saying Joe Biden's fine, Joe Biden's healthy, Joe Biden got all his marbles in the jar. But we have to see. Which uh, is Hillary Clinton bringing this up? There is some Democrats that still follow what Hillary Clinton says. All right, moving on. Uh, Tim Scott fires back at the view at uh, the view's racially charged attack. My life disproves the lies of the radical left. So as we know, Tim Scott, and we're going to be talking about another uh, presidential candidate who has announced. Uh, but Tim Scott was the uh, the top uh, was the I think it was Monday. It was Tim Scott, the topic all over the news because Senate, uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott officially uh, launched his Republican presidential bid on Monday. Um, now, when Scott went ahead and announced. Of course, the view had to weigh in. Now, look at the views., um, I can just tell you what the view is upset about right now, and they of course, they disagree with Tim Scott running for president of the United States. Um, but it it makes them look bad. Uh, the left in uh, everything that the left does in this regards make it, it makes him look bad. They can't really attack Scott because Scott is a minority. Tim Scott is uh, is a black African American. Um, he is, you know, he's part of the minority and he, he is, he's a, he's a very, very successful man. Now the view, however, this looks bad for the view because if Tim Scott becomes the presidential nominee, they can't throw a race in his face. Oh, I forgot. And this also came from the view. Uh, white supremacy is not exclusive to, uh, black people that we quoted this a few weeks ago, but, um, But on the left-leaning talk show, this is coming from the Fox News, The View host Whoopi Goldberg suggests Scott has Clarence Thomas syndrome. Thomas, a conservative U.S. Supreme Court justice from neighboring Georgia, has long been attacked by the left for not uh, towing what they believe is popular traditional peril line based on his skin. So basically, they don't like Clarence Thomas, because Clarence Thomas is a conservative. And also, Clarence Thomas took away a historical, uh, monumental uh, pedestal that the Democrats like to have. You hear the Democrats are always saying, This is the first woman president. This is the first this. This is the first that. And they're always saying, First, 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 first. Well, they can't say the first Supreme Court justice that was black, because if, if and I could be wrong, but if my memory serves me correct, Clarence Thompson holds that title. Well, they can't hold that to Clarence Thompson. They can't say, well, Clarence Thompson, the first black Supreme Court justice in America because he isn't Democrat. He also votes against him. So they don't like that. They don't like that a black man is going against the Democratic narrative and that he's a conservative. So that's a double whammy on their part. But Whoopi says, oh, it's a Clarence Thompson syndrome. Uh, Goldberg's co-host, Sonny Holston, uh, further claim. One of Scott's issues is that he believes because he made it coming from a, uh, uh, provisional black family in the South. Anyone can do it. So, <laughs> so, so say, uh, Sunny. So you're telling me the American dream is not alive and well for any other black people except a few. I, I'm just, I'm just, uh, that's what it, and look, that's what she's saying. Hey, black people can't make it in America scott clarence thompson um um the guy that uh that that he's a comedian and he makes pancakes uh i can't think of his name right now i like listening to him every so often these are all successful stories He, he wrote a book uh from the streets to the white house i think it was called or something like that these are successful business people but that's not the norm you know why it's not the norm? Because unfortunately, the black community listens to the Democrat Party, and they tell, they they say things like this. You know, Scott, uh, Tim Scott, Clarence Thompson, and other prominent black men that have raised to riches. That's only a few minority people, but y'all, everybody else got to stay at the bottom. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody in America can make it. That's what's good about the American dream. Any American can make it in the American dream. It don't matter your skin color. It don't matter if you're white. It don't matter if you're black. It don't matter if you're Hispanic. It don't, it don't matter your color or your tone of your skin. You can make it because the American dream is not limited to one race of people. But according to Sonny Holston, yeah, it is. Now, Tim Scott has come back and said, Um uh, Meekness is not weakness. I believe in the gospel. I believe Matthew 5:44 says, love your enemies. But if you break in my house, I also believe in the Second Amendment. Scott told host Todd Gurley, a f- uh, fellow South Carolina, uh, Carolinian. Um, we have to ignore the far left by disproving the lies by our actions. Here's a funny thing. The whole Sunny, she wants to be judged by the content of her character, not the color of her skin. The fact of the matter is America is a story of uh, evolving, a never-telling story of evolving into many, uh, uh, evolving elevation, correction, elevation to many others of our schools that are indoctrinating our kids instead of educating our kids so ladies and gentlemen what what scott is basically saying is that they're they're indoctrinating our kids to believe hey if you're part of a certain race you're not gonna make it and that's not so look i'm not the richest man in the world i am well middle class but ladies and gentlemen i i the 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 room for success is i'm working my butt off to get this show up and that, that could be anybody. I don't discour, look, if somebody comes ask me, Hey, can we do a podcast? I encourage them to do it. I don't discourage them because ladies and gentlemen, success could come at any time. And look, I'm, I'm talking about success. Go check out my friend, Scott Ford. The definition of success came out with a great episode and I'm, I'm going to say it. Scott didn't say it on his show, but I'll say it. He, I asked him the question, Hey, what is your definition of success? And look, great answer. He gave the audience the same question. That being the same answer is happiness. But success can come at any time, as material wise, and anybody could do it. Anybody can go ahead and be successful. But if you're happy at the beginning, at the end of the day, you're successful. Yeah, you might not have that. You might not. You might not have the Lamborghinis and the and the um, and everything like that. But hey, you're still successful. But Scott Scott proved Tim Scott and other people like Tim Scott prove you don't have to be white to be successful. You can be any race or creed it don't matter. You can be successful, but see, and this is what I hate about the left. Cause the left tells, it says us that we're bigots and we keep people down. And that's not so we encouraging people to go for success. But the left says, and the left says, Nope, you got to stay down there. Why? Because that's their voter base and it's a sad reality, but it is true. And I, look happy for Tim Scott. I'm not I'm not a Tim Scott um a Tim Scott person. Uh, and I'm it's not in the wrong way. I'm just I, I'm a Ron DeSantis guy. I like Ron DeSantis in this upcoming election. But ladies and gentlemen, all 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 kudos to go to Tim Scott. And we're gonna be talking about Tim Scott in a few minutes as well. All right, moving on. Ronda Santos has officially announced he is running. For president of the United States at the time of this recording, um, I have not seen the press release yet, or the little thing he did with Twitter's uh, CEO. Well, about not to be CEO, the owner of Twitter, let's say, like that, Elon Musk. But yeah, um, Ron DeSantis has officially declared presidential run during an event with Elon Musk. So they went ahead and they talked and. He is. He is running for president of the United States. No big shocker to me. Um, he was always putting hints. He was always walking around, and he was always he was he was campaigning a lot. Now this raises up a big issue because I'm, I'm seeing this on the media as I look at everything. Um, it the the whole Ron DeSantis Donald Trump fuse is about to go up two notches. Why do I say that? Because first off, Ron DeSantis did attack Donald Trump a little bit. I disagree with that. Trump is not a little bit; it's a lot. Especially the mega pack that he's part of has attacked Donald has this, uh, attacked Ron DeSantis multiple times. He has given Ron DeSantis a nickname, which I I think is crazy. um But the Trump feud is about to to really amp up. Trump and DeSantis. Feud. Why is there a feud between these people to begin with? Well, it's because Donald Trump, and I've been saying this for a while, Donald Trump, it, he feels Ron DeSantis is the one that could beat him. Why do I say that? Because, ladies and gentlemen, somebody don't go attack somebody like that politically that much. Ron DeSantis, yes, is running a far distance second. But like I said, I don't trust polls. Look, all the people that are my Trump friends out there, because I do share this on MAGA um, pages on Facebook. Um, To all my Trump people out there, I'm not not saying... If you remember in 2016, Donald Trump won the 2016 election when the polls said that Hillary Clinton was going to beat him in a landslide. If you look at the the polls going into... um, Going into this last um, congressional race, the Republicans were supposed to sweep the floor of the House and the Senate, or well, for sure the House and possibly the Senate. You remember this? And we lost in 2022. And, uh, let's say again, okay, let me rephrase that. We didn't lose. We, we got a slim majority. As I said, it would be, be a big red tidal wave and it became a red trickle. It, we we went ahead and won, but we didn't win like the polls said we were supposed to win. So Donald Trump's saying, hey, I believe in polls. but I'm winning this. I'm winning that. Okay. What if the polls are wrong? I'm not trying to cast doubt. I'm not. It just, you don't, you don't go ahead, especially until I, until we hear the first debate. You don't go ahead and say, well, Trump's assuring because the polls have him up by 20, 30 points. You don't go by that. And ladies and gentlemen, look, Trump don't see nobody else as a threat. I heard Dan Bongino talk about this earlier, and I've been talking about this. I've talked about how he thinks Ron DeSantis is the bigger threat, but Nikki Haley, uh, Tim Scott, and almost every other Republican that has gotten in the race, Trump has said, "Welcome into this presidential race." Why is it okay for everybody else to jump in except Ron DeSantis? where he feels disloyal? Trump says, "Oh, no, it's not that Trump feels disloyal." Or, you know, his loyalty, the loyalty for Donald Trump was forsaken with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, I honestly believe, could beat Donald Trump. Now, I can hear a lot of people start laughing. I can, uh, you know, you can have your opinion. That's how I feel. And look, like I said, I am a Ron DeSantis fan. And I I, I, like, I, I like his policy. I think he should. Uh, I, I was saying, I was hoping, I couldn't wait to, to announce he was running for president. He's doing it. Now, does, uh, uh, if the way Donald Trump's acting, Ron DeSantis is the one that, that could beat him or he thinks has a shot of beating him in the primary. I promise you, if Nikki Haley would, get, would pass up Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump would turn his attention on Nikki Haley and start saying all kinds of that she's disloyal to him and all this stuff as well. Now, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Trump in this area, I think is falling into the media playbook. Because they're already attacking him, and he's against the media. But him attacking Ron DeSantis, the media don't have to attack Ron DeSantis that much. Let Ron DeSantis go up in the polls, or let it be a neck and neck race. They will go ahead and attack Ron DeSantis. Now this goes to a point as well. Like people of the view, they they, they said some things good about Tim Scott, but they hate Donald Trump and they hate Ron DeSantis. Uh, it could be Mother Teresa running, and the, the View won't like him or the Left. Let's just say, like Mother Teresa could announce she's running for president. Now no, she's no longer with us, but Mother Teresa could say, "Hey, I'm running for president, and I'm going to run as a Republican and a conservative." The View would have something bad about saying, "Oh, she feeds too many kids." You, I can just hear the View now saying something, trying to make up something about M- Mother Teresa. But ladies and this war between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, I, to be honest with you, should stop. And I see this on Twitter. I see this on, on some other podcasters that I follow and I understand they're young, so they, 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 they might be naive in a few things, but ladies and gentlemen, there's YouTubers out there that, that, that post on Twitter and has a bigger audience than I have and calling Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump's name and saying I backed up the president. I, and look, you can back up the president. Great. But sometimes we need to, we need to go ahead and look at the future. And look, if Donald Trump chews up Ron DeSantis too much, uh, he's going to be damaged goods. Now on another note, these are the same people that were just a year and a half ago, praising Ron DeSantis. Now they're ah, Ron DeSantis, ain't a good governor Ron, De- No, you can't say that Florida's running smoothly. Now, does he go with the cancel like the culture wars? Hey, yes, but that's his choice. And look, everybody's saying, well, Mickey Mouse is beating, is beating Ron DeSantis. He can't beat Mickey Mouse. Really? Is Florida losing? Is Florida cutting jobs? Is Florida losing revenue? No, who's doing that? Disney. That's why Disney. Disney and look, Disney's own Disney owns ABC, so they're they're really not gonna go get uh Disney. But it's a front. Ron Santos is cool as a cucumber. He's doing his job. Now look. Donald Trump, Donald Trump becomes a nominee. I i support Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump as a president, and he'd be way better than what we have now. He has already proven that. But ladies and gentlemen, I just this this feud that they, they, they're, they're starting to ramp up. And in the coming days, you're probably gonna see Donald Trump go more attack Ron DeSantis because now he's a candidate, and you're gonna see Ron DeSantis do the same. And I don't think we should have this division. I think we should I think the Republican Party should sit together. And talk about, and that's what the primary season's for. Let the voters decide, yes, but they need to sit down and tell these two men, do not fight one another. Please. Because look, Ron DeSantis will be a president one day. He has that, it, it just, it, it, it's in him. I know it's, it's he's gonna be president of the United States one day. There's certain people you look at and say, yes, maybe, no. And there's Ron DeSantis saying a maybe and a no, he's a yes. If it's this time around, well, hey, Bless, blessing, blessing be to Ron DeSantis, but if not, well, it's going to come in the future. And that is why the left don't like Ron DeSantis because in all honestly, these two men ain't too far apart from each other. And, and that's that just, I, we don't need, we don't need a division in the Republican party right now. We need to keep our eyes focused on the prize. And that is the presidency of the United States and the Senate in 2024. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I'll be back in a few moments. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show, all one word. The Scott Ford Show, all one word, and it's on Rumble. I'd be very happy if you went ahead and subscribed, like Isaac. I'm a true American-loving patriot. Thank you, Isaac. God bless Enjoy your life. All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative show today. If you have not yet, please hit that subscribe button and our follow button on the platforms you are listening on. Um it helps me out more than you know. Uh so ladies and gentlemen, um I believe this was Monday night, let's see um the twenty third. Yeah, so no Tuesday. Well it probably happened Monday and it went down. Um a U Haul driver or somebody that was driving in Haul ran into a barrier heading into the White House and this this person um see vashore kandali kandale you could tell this is not a white person by the way i'm just saying uh intentionally crashed into security barriers a uh, barricade near the white house he was driving a u-haul which was not rigged with explosives thank god the writer of town hall says but it did have something that liberals found even more since uh censor basically saying a sin a nazi flag Spread out on the sidewalk for all the media to see the uh, the narrative piece, the narrative pieces of white supremacy gone wild were being drafted until Mr. Condolee, a Chesterfield, Missouri uh, from Chesterfield, Missouri, was identified. Sorry, liberal America put the, the lectures about how white people are evil. Oh, anyway, it was time to move on to other things thought quite a odd reaction to the story where a man tried to kidnap the president of the United States. So backstory on this, this man did run into, he had a U-Haul, went into the barricade and his whole thing was he was gonna, uh, he was gonna go ahead and kidnap the president, the vice president, and all this stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, this was, look, and thank God it didn't happen, uh, but poor design. What he thought, he was gonna ride up to the White House and tell knock on the door and say, hey, y'all kidnap? Poor design, by the way. I'm just, I'm just saying on, on, but what, what the media, what, what what we're focusing on and look, like I said, thank God the president is fine. Look, I disagree with president Biden a lot. If you listen to this program on a regular basis, you know, I disagree with uh, Kamala Harris, I disagree with a lot of people, but I don't want nothing bad to happen to him. Um, but he goes ahead and he, he hit this barricade. And when the police got there, they laid out, I don't know. It was, they said it was in the truck laid out this Nazi flag, and the media went berserk. I mean, just, whoa, white supremacist tries to go s- kidnap the president until we got his name. He was not a white man. Now, he was from Missouri, but he was not a a, a white man, and he was not, you know, it, so it didn't fit the narrative, so they tried to stop it. And look they did the story of oh you ran into a barricade going to the white house is nowhere to be seen right now. Now you you and look, I, be fair it is around conservative newspapers like town hall and others. But ladies and gentlemen it's not you know it's not a big story. Is the same thing with the covenant shooting in Tennessee. Do you hear that much about it? No. You, to be honest with you, when you hear of shootings, you hear of of, of media narratives that 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 back their 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 thoughts. But a lot of reasons, soon Basically, the covenant shooting, it's not heard of why because it goes against the narrative. And this was hey white supremacy man. Hey, he had to be a white guy, and he was trying to still trying to take uh, take the president. And, and try to, to, to hurt him to get their agenda passed. And it didn't happen. It changed. Now it don't fit the narrative. You won't hear. And like, like the, the writer of the article says, you usually hear this, this man was attempting to try to kidnap the president, but media is, let's put it to the side, let's not why? because it don't fit the narrative. And it's sad that we got to where we at right now in media to where if it don't fit the narrative, we won't go ahead and bring it out. I'm going to, look, this happens on both sides of the aisle. I know Fox has some issues, but when Fox was in their lawsuit, you never heard Fox talk about their own lawsuit. Now it could have been because of legal reasons, but they were a news organization. They should have went ahead and talked about the Fox news settlement with Dominion. CNN, however, posted it. Uh, Everybody else was posting it except Fox news. I had to find my information on Fox news from the daily wire, but the right the right does it too to hide the narrative and not to make the right looks bad they will they won't say not high stories they won't they won't dwell on stories that make them look bad and I am conservative through and through but I don't think that's right and ladies and gentlemen as an opinionist I I have to come out and, and give you my opinion and it just it's sad that we got the media the way they are right now the media should not be hiding this story now there might not be much to talk about maybe that's why they're not doing it but ladies and gentlemen the Nazi flag that there was laid out, the media jumped on it until they found out the identity of the person. Then it was like, Oh no, we're not going to touch it no more. But it, now, now see, and this is the, they should have ran with it. It wouldn't have made sense, but talking about this man being a white supremacist could remember, according to the view and the women of the view, which they're on my list of how the hell they made it on TV. Oh, well, white supremacy is not exclusive. Just the white people. And I'm not quoting verbatim, but that's what they were saying or black people and other people of races are not immune to white, white supremacy, which leads me to the question, then what is the purpose of white supremacy? It's white people in charge and ladies and gentlemen, it, it don't make sense. This is why the story got killed so fast, but Hey, I'm, like I said, I'm glad the president was all right because, um, look. Props to his security team. Props to the, the White House security. Did a good time, a good thing, protecting him. All right, moving on. Um, Cold country snaps, uh, snubs Republicans in deep red state, backs Democrat governor for reelection. This is the uh, this is in Kentucky. Um, Kentucky is having a um, a very contested governor's race is washed on by the country because this year it's funny how i played out but kentucky and louisiana and also a couple of other states are having gubernatorial elections but kentucky and louisiana stick out because these are the only two um governors and besides north carolina we're going to talk about north carolina they have a they, we all have a democrat governor in the south so there's only two to three democrat governors in the south with everything else is red and this is a big storyline. This is, you know, let's make this out red. That There's a lot of people who are bringing it out. Like as in Kentucky, we have a very heated governor's race here in Louisiana, where the two uh, top front runners is Sam Wilson and Jeff Landry. Uh, Governor Edwards is term limit, thank the Lord. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not a John Bel Edwards fan, um, But but these are the only two governors that are Democrat. And of course, democrat governors that are in heavy republican states always say, "Hey, we we are we are somewhat conservative." I'm going to use for a farm example uh, John Bell Edwards. John Bell Edwards ran his whole campaign saying, "I am pro-life. I am pro-gun." Now, this is a heavy red state. He had to say that or he wouldn't have got elected. Um, but he ran around saying I'm pro gun and I'm pro life. Now, mind the fact that everything else he did was left leaning, and he supported uh, Biden for president and all this stuff. And it's, he still got into got into the the governor's race. Well, he still got into back into the governor's mansion. But you're going to have a Democrat, especially in the deep, the deep red state, say he has some type of conservatism. And this right here, a, ma- a number of major co uh, operators in the Commonwealth of Kentucky made a surprising political move Tuesday, announcing their endorsement of incumbent Democrat Andy Bra- uh, ba- uh, Bishar, Bershar, hope I said his name right, for re election over his Republican challenger, Attorney General, uh, De- uh, G- uh, General Daniel Cameron. Um, the endorsement, which includes the United mine workers of America and multiple leaders in Kentucky's coal industry come in with what may have described as the Biden administration, war on coal and the Democrat party's rush towards green energy. So these people, uh, well, let me read this. Uh, however, uh the governor, however, appears to be backing, uh, bucking these trends similar to the one of his fellow Democrat Senator, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, another coal friendly state. Ladies and gentlemen, the only reason this governor there's two points I want to bring out right here. The only reason this governor one is, is backing the coal industry because he's up for reelection. Okay. I'm not, look, I don't know his old track record. I don't know all that stuff, but ladies and gentlemen, he is backing. He is doing it because he needs to get reelected. That's all he's doing. He he wants to get reelected. He wants to, he wants to go ahead and, um, and be the governor for the next four years. So that's one, two, I don't know why these coal miners are endorsing a blue candidate. I really don't. The reason I say that is, is because yes, he might back up the coal industry, but at the same time, let's look at all his other policies. And look, I had, I had this very similar conversation with someone really dear to my heart. Where when John Bell Edwards was running the second time, they told me, well, I'm probably going to vote for John Bell because he's pro-life and that was the only thing that they mentioned. And I was like, okay, he's pro-life. Let's give him that. But what about the, the, the our, our state of Louisiana being on the totem pole of every thing that's good and everything and on the top of everything that's bad what about uh him taking away the trump tracks cuts what and i started rambling off and that person that's very close to my heart said oh well i didn't know this or wasn't aware of it ladies and gentlemen i think this is what kentuck what kentuckians need to do in this upcoming election oh well coal and coal is like coal in kentucky is like oil here in louisiana it is a very high demand they, they, they need that to survive and if the governor says, I backed that great. He backs it. You know, he's going to, you're going to have that, but what about everything else he does that is blue? Hey, look, Kentucky isn't bad. Look, look, I'm so, you know, and it don't surprise me that Kentucky likes blue. Cause hey, you got the Kentucky wildcats there, but ladies and gentlemen, it's you, you have you, you got to look, if you're in Kentucky, you have to look at both candidates and you got to look at the one that fits your values. Yes. If they both agree on the same thing. Awesome. But ladies and gentlemen, don't, don't go ahead and, and make your only decision based on that, make your decision on, on Hey, what about everything else? If they both, if they vote against abortion, well, great. They vote against abortion. If they, bo- if they're both for gun rights, great. If they vote for coal, great. But what about everything else? What is the Democrat governor of Kentucky doing? And look, he knows this is a big look, uh, like I said, all Phil. Look, I'm gonna give you all some some brief look a brief look into Louisiana politics if any politician says I'm against oil you can you nine out of ten they're gonna lose look there's a guy running for state uh, state Treasury right now and that's the first thing he says I'm gonna put I'm gonna pay for new green energy and get rid of oil I when I heard it I said he's done and this is what they do in Kentucky oh, we're backing for coal because they know if they say we're not for coal, they're going to lose the election. And this is what that, that's what that is about right there. It's not that he's anti, I'm not, I'm not worrying about being anti coal. Great. He's for coal. But ladies and gentlemen, what else does he believe in? If you're Kentucky, if you live in Kentucky, please look at that. Think about everything else that he has done that has hurt your state talking about blue Democrat, uh, uh, blue Democrat governors, North Carolina governor, Roy Cooper declares state of emergency over school choice bill. Now this is an overreach of government. This is where I, I, this is my output of this, but uh, apparently North Carolina is trying to pass school choice where you can go ahead and pick the school you want to put your kids in. Louisiana is somewhat like that, but we're, you know, like uh, they can't stop us from putting our children in private schools. Um that there is and that could be any private school. Like, you know, if I live in one parish and the next school is over in another parish, I can still bring my kids there. Now, school districts, we still have that, but school choice is somewhat here in Louisiana. But in North Carolina, they wanted to be free choice. Um If I lived in one county and I wanted to put my school, uh, put my kid in another county, I had the right to do so. Well, this bill passed overwhelmingly in North Carolina. North Carolina was trending blue for a while, but I heard today it's turning red. Their legislation, the House and the Senate is solid red. They got a super majority in their their legislation for Republicans when one Democrat said, I'm not part of that no more, I wanna be a Republican. So, and that that person has really didn't want 80 that i'm hearing because it was a woman she uh she she basically said nothing on the left everything on the right so th- so she you know they, they they have a super majority well this bill he vetoed and it's all clear signs that they're going to override his veto well on monday he attempted to stop a school choice bill from passing the state legislation by declaring it a state of emergency so i don't know what their proceedings are for this but him declaring a state of emergency is basically saying hey you can't do nothing with that bill now because the school is a state of emergency now he compared this that it is no different than a hurricane or a pandemic but it's no less important he continued, it's clear that the Republican legislature is aiming to choke the life out of public education. I'm declaring the state of emergency because you need to know what's happening. If you care about public schools in North Carolina, it's time to take immediate action and tell them to stop the damage that will set back our schools for generation. How Okay, he's making a state now. Look, he's trying to, he's trying to strong arm the Republican Party because Democrats have got so used of Democrats buckling, I mean Republicans buckling, that now they think if they say something the Republicans got to buckle, but we we got some iron we got some iron fists, I guess you could say now. And a lot of Republicans that are coming up in these legislations are are, are holding their gun. Um prime example, a lot of them we have in here. Alan Seaball, um Danny McCormick, Blake Migas uh, all these people that they're, they're very strong in our legislation in the here in Louisiana. And that's what's happening in North Carolina. A lot of Republicans are coming up and they say, we're going to stop you in your tracks now, why do Democrats, especially, I don't know about this governor, but why are there, why are they so scared that this is hap- that, 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 parents have a choice in their school? Because ladies and gentlemen, if my kid is being taught LGBTQ pride indoctrination at one school and I hear it's not at the other, I can take him out and put it there. See, it's the choice of the parents. Democrats don't like parents having a choice. We brought this whole out on the last episode. Where, 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 what parents can do if, if they get in that predicament. But ladies and gentlemen, Democrats don't like that. Democrats do not like parents uh, dictating what their children do. They're trying to indoctrinate their children. And if the parent says, I'm not gonna allow them to be do- indoctrinated, I'm gonna put them at this school. I'm gonna do that. See, the see the government don't like that because they want to feed your kids. Well, the Democrats want to feed your kids with propaganda. I said it on the last episode, go back and look. I said it on the last episode where I said, look, I am, if my kid, if I had a choice to put my kids in public school or homeschool them, I would homeschool them. Thank. The Lord, I, I have a way to where I can put them in private school right now. But ladies and gentlemen, if worse comes to worse, I'm putting my kids in homeschool. Now, North Carolina, you have that choice as well. But this is why he's trying to stop this. He might not say it, but this is why he's trying to stop it. Um. Now, now this is a whole other thing, too, that has come out. He's talking about public schools and how public schools are valuable, but his own kids don't go to public school. They're in private school. So the governor has a choice to put his kids in private school or public school. Now in this legislation, I think there's uh they give private schools money. Now they they, 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 they they're distributing the wealth of the state, which I don't know why this Democrat governor's mad. The Repu- Democrats always want to distribute the wealth except when it comes against them. Now this state of emergency, I, I think it's just him blowing off steam. Saying, this is a state of emergency. I'm giving you, I'm letting you know what is a state of an emergency. It ain't going to go nowhere. It isn't gonna go nowhere. Um, this this is gonna be override. He's gonna override his veto just like it was um, for the 12-week abortion ban. North Carolina, they overall they overruled his veto. And this is what this is what's really ticking this governor off. I could tell it when I watch these videos that he's not getting his way. But this is how democracy works. Because remember, all dem- Democrats say this, oh, we gotta protect democracy. We gotta protect democracy. Democracy's at work and he don't like it. Because he can't just sign off and say, I'm not going to let it happen. Because there's a supermajority in the House and the Senate in North Carolina on their legislation. And it it is going against him. Now, it wouldn't surprise me. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's in a governor's race this year. I haven't heard too much about it. We're going to follow that as it gets closer. But ladies and gentlemen, this is how Republicans win. Think about it. This is my last final point. This is how Republicans win. They don't bend down to the left for years. Republicans bit down and said, Oh yes, whatever you want to do. Or they were like, we don't want to look like we're the bad ones here. So we're going to give them everything they want. And the Democrats run around and say, ha ha you'll suck us, but not no more. Republicans are standing up and we need this. We need Republicans to stand up for what's right. And what, what's, what, what needs to be done to fix this country. And I, I commend the North Carolina Republicans for to stand up to keep to keep standing up to this democrat governor. All right, so with that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. Please remember to hit the like the and the, the hit the like and the share button and also if you can hit that subscribe or follow button on the platform you're listening on. Uh, It helps out more than you know. Let's make this show grow faster than it's growing right now. That's all I have to say. I love you guys. Thank you. Remember, Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back. He's coming back soon. So don't be faint of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to me. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and heaven, your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one. And he is the open door.